Very good afternoon and welcome to Joy Newsroom. We're coming to you live from our studios here at Coco Mimbley. Do join us on all our social media platforms. We are Joy News on TV. Coming up in the next 60 minutes, Vice President Dr. Mahmoud Dubaumia rallies the support of his fellow contenders and party members to retain power for the MPP in the 2024 election. Also, the exorbitant cost of breast cancer treatment in the country has taken a toll on the effective diagnosis of patients with the disease. And later in the bulletin, 72 hours after the Minister of Health ordered the immediate reopening of the outpatients department of the renal dialysis unit of Kolibu Teaching Hospital, Draw News is confirming that the facility is yet to be opened would engage the hospital on why this is still the situation. My name is Faustina Safo, who settle for details. Thanks for choosing us. We're your home of independent, fearless, and credible journalism. Now, his sights are set on the shattering process of breaking the eight, and he's historically defined as one who can do it for the NPP. Well, Vice President Dr. Mahmoud Obamia, who leads the new patriotic party in the 2024 general election, is rallying the support of his fellow contenders and party members to support him achieve the ambitious goal of retaining power for the NPP. He says his election has demonstrated that the NPP is not the perceived Akan-based party. I am encouraged by the, literate, by the literate society we are creating through our free access to secondary education and expanded support for tertiary education. Our country's future is really bright with a highly educated and skilled youthful population, leveraging technology for our economic transformation. Distinguished ladies and gentlemen, I am encouraged by the beautiful diversity of our country, our peaceful coexistence, which respects each other's faith, which uni unites us and brings all of us together for a common goal of seeing a transformed Ghana. We stand here today in celebration, but the real work starts now and I have no intention of slowing down. I will get right back to work, sit down with Ghanaians from all walks of life, from civil society and student organizations to young professionals, stakeholders in the business community and religious leadership. The position I seek needs to be aimed and I intend to show every single voter, from the farmer to the financial head, that I am the right man for the job. I will listen to your concerns and answer your questions, because we are partners in this process, and any worthwhile gain comes from communal investment. We speak about breaking the eight, but it's important to remember 
that they, that's that's more than just a slogan by breaking the eight we break with the culture of complacency we reject the tacit agreement that power is handed over every eight years thereby relinquishing responsibility for the growth of this nation this eight-year cycle stands in the way of a long-term vision for ghana therefore breaking it is not about mpp bragging rights it is about being able to successfully implement long-term visions and policies under a consistent leadership breaking the eight is not about partisanship but about patriotism and knowing that ghana deserves consistency focus and follow through not political bickering and division we will break the eight in unity and we will govern in unity because regardless of the margin of our victory we govern for and in the interest of 100 percent of ghanaians we have two tasks ahead ladies and gentlemen first is to lead the new patriotic party to victory in 2024 Still watching Joe Newsroom. Now, President Okufado, who was there to support his vice, promised to ensure that the opposition NDC never comes back to power. He says he'll help the party inflict a third successive defeat on the NDC's presidential candidate, Dr. Dramani. I am passing on the flag bearer position of our party to a new leader. I want to thank every single MPP person here. Now for the last 16 years, 2007, 2010, 2014, 2020, you have conferred your confidence in me to lead this great party. You have honored me, an honor I can never, ever, ever hope forget. And have allowed me to serve the party and through the party to serve the people of Ghana. I've done my best, but I still have one more task to do. And that is with all my strength, all my energy to help the new flag bearer, to help Mamadou Baumia win the election of 2024. <laughs> Ghana cannot afford the return of the NDC, especially under the leadership of John Dramani Mahama. So, let's all pull together. We have to go and campaign hard. Any easy. Election here by any easy, my 
Nanso, we are Oh, President Kufado there. Now, candidate Japon, who was second in the race, said he would help Dr. Mahmoud Baumia and the NPP give the NDP showdown. Dr. Wuse Friakoto and Francis Arainimo also pledged their support for Dr. Mahmoud Baumia. I want to urge all members of the party, let us bury our differences. Let us pursue peace and unity amongst ourselves. It is better that we stay in government than to go out of government. And I know our president is going to work hard together with everybody and the flag bearer that this victory shall be secured next year. I'm very confident that having worked with the vice president on all the major institutions of the government for six years, that he will lead us to victory come next year, 2024. Yeah! I would entreat everyone who has taken a hit in the heat of the campaign. Let's bury all those and pretend that they never happened. And let's get together as one in unity so we can defeat the NDC come 7 December 2024. And let's unite this party. For unity, I believe we can break the eight. And that is all I've been preaching for. So I congratulate the elections committee, the police department, electoral commission, and the party members for the commitment you've shown for peace. And I want to assure you, in 2024, the showdown is being translated We have to come together and give NDC a showdown. Showdown! Well, thankfully, we have the campaign coordinator for Dr. Mahmoud Baumia joining us here on Draw Newsroom, Sami Oku. First off, congratulations. You're expecting 7%, but 61% still does it, doesn't it? Um, good afternoon and uh, to your cherished viewers. Uh, let me use the opportunity to also say congratulations to all members uh, who went towards Dr. Baumia's campaign victory, an electoral victory, um, to the rank and file of the party, to the dedicated supporters and volunteer groups um, who decided to take the campaign. Uh, to the nook and cranny of our country. Yes, we had projections, and we were projecting to have no less than a 70-75%, as you said. But it was a well-fought victory, and it is also clear that the NPP uh, delegates also gave them an emphatic victory. 
60 plus percent is a major victory. And um, let me also also congratulate the teams of the Honorable Adainimo, the Honorable Kennedy Ohinye Japan and his team, and the Honorable um, Dr. Efriye Uswakoto for also their participation, for their spirited performance, and also helping us to re-energize the base of our party. And um, beyond today is an MPP victory. I want to use your platform to also call on um, supporters um, of Dr. Baumia to also embrace their colleagues from the various campaign teams, just as the new leader of our party said, for us to rededicate ourselves towards the 2024 project. It is an MPP victory, not a one-person victory. And Dr. Baumia himself will be at the forefront of getting his brothers on board and giving them all the necessary recognition, the support, and the comfort as they join hands to prosecute an effective campaign in 2024. Mm. The big question now is what's next? Because you have contenders who were fighting with you now saying they're giving you support. But then I recall that Dr. Wusu Koto Efriye was emphatic that there needs to be discipline in the party, there needs to be unity in the party. You're part of the campaign team. Tell us, how is that bearing out for you? The narrative will be key, and we are not going to also allow anybody to disrespect any of our opponents. In fact, when I see any of our opponents in the just ended presidential primaries, Dr. Baumia himself has made it clear that let all of us work together in unity. And for us who are very close to him, we will also ensure that we also amplify his voice and make sure that each and every one, whether you supported him or you did not support him, whether you contested him or you did not contest him, each and every one of you have a place um, in Dr. Baumier's campaign and that of the party's campaign as well. Now, after everything, the party now must also help take this new leader on his shoulders. And we are, we are just a small team who helped propel this victory of us. But the bigger scale is in the hands of the party. And we work closely with the party um, for electoral victory. And as I said, we have a well-thought-out strategy to deliver 2024. And we'll definitely share the strategy with the party and the rest of the leadership on how we can win 2024. Now, what do you think are the strengths of your contender? if you're pairing it against your biggest opposition, which is the NDC's John Dramani Mahama. I think Dr. Bamiya's strength lies in his ability to draw people closer. He has this passion to deliver all the time. He sets his mind and targets on something he gets it done. His meekness, his humility, his modesty, the vice president who campaigned with the boss, the vice president who is also willing to listen to whether the young or the old, he has not been president before, unlike President Maham. So his contribution, even as a vice president, and what he brings to the table, his ability to attract both Christians and non-Christian voters, his ability to attract both Akan and non-Akan voters. He won in 14 out of the 16 regions. He won in 213 constituencies, plus the headquarters, making it 214 locations or uh, centers yesterday. His ability to communicate well and with clarity. His ability to also appeal to non-core NPP voters. For me, these, these are things that uh, strengthens his candidature. 
Then again, we also have um, a task to deliver, a campaign to prosecute, and um, a vision to share. There's also the argument, how do you plan to fix a country that you supervised as vice president, and you're still vice president? How do you plan to sell that message to Ghanaians? Well, for him, um, just as he said, he has his own vision, and he has his own priorities as well, as a man who is going to be on the ballot. In the next few weeks, I am proud to tell you that he'll be having a conversation with the Ghanaian people, and he will outline his vision and what will define a future presidency or government of Dr. Mahmoud Baumia. Samir, will stay with us because we now have the age of NDC's presidential candidate, John Romani Mahama Felix Kwachi Ofosu. Thanks for joining us here on John Newsroom. Now, you have already described Baumia's election as a weak signal. Why? Yeah, um, Baumia comes into this election as arguably the weakest candidate that the NDP has sorted. Because in a contest that is going to be as close as the 2024 election, every candidate requires the total backing of his party. Now, if you look at Baumia's performance yesterday, it was completely underwhelming. It was an embarrassing vote of no confidence in him by almost 40% of his party folk. Now, there's no candidate who has won a Ghanaian election on the first attempt, at least since the Dominion base was enlarged in 2010, who has obtained less than 54% of the votes of the party's delegates. In 2014, President Akufo garnered 94.4% of the votes. So it was clear at the time that he was going into the election that he had almost the totality of the MPP machinery and party base behind him. Now, Dr. Bahamia is going to go into a contest with Kenya Bahama, who secured over 98% of the NDC delegates' votes in that primaries held earlier this year. Now, this performance is extremely underwhelming, especially when you consider that Dr. Bahamia was the establishment candidate. Everybody in government, from the president to the chief of staff to ministers, certain MPs, CEOs, and other government functionaries were equipped into line to support him. He also had at his disposal the largest waters. And in fact, yesterday, we saw and heard MPP delegates disclose that all 204,000 of them received at least 400 Ghana cities from Dr. Bahamia. So that meant that at the very minimum, over 80 million Ghana cities were pumped into this or yes, a date contest by the Baumia campaign. And yet, he was only able to garner 61% of the votes. If you look at his performance in some key MPP strongholds and important swing constituencies in Ghana, it shows that he is way off the target in terms of securing the presidency in 2024. For example, a place like Ghana, which has traditionally been an MPP stronghold and which has a voter base that comes across the working class through to the middle class to the upper class. Dr. Bamiya failed to win. He lost to Kennedy Japan 
If you look at a same constituency like Medina, Dr. Bamiyalo, if you look at Tama West, which is a key NDP stronghold, Dr. Bamiyalo, he also lost Cape Coast North. He lost a Futu where the NPP has won parliamentary elections or even the general elections in about three election cycles. He also lost a Wusu Senya East, which is considered an NPP stronghold. So all these point to the fact that he comes into the 2024 elections limping, despite the massive support and massive amount of money that he received from the establishment. In addition to this, because of the NPP's extremely poor performance in government, any candidate that was going to represent them in the 2024 elections were going to struggle to defend their record. However, in the specific case of Dr. Baumia, we were told in 2015 by President Akufuado that he tagged him specifically to manage the Ghanaian economy. And in fact, since they've been in government in 2015, Dr. Baumia himself has spared no effort to remind the people of Ghana that he is a man in charge of the economy. In 2018, when President delivered his State of the Nation address, he told the people of Ghana that some so-called modest gains have been made at the time. And those gains have been made, quote, under the sterling leadership of the strong and brilliant economist who is selling the economic identity. So today, if the economy is in tatters, and Ghanaians have been thrown into the harshest economic conditions in 60 years, and cannot make ends meet, and all economic indicators are pointing south. Mm. There's no way Dr. Bamiya can escape blame. He cannot explain to the people of Ghana mm. why he has failed so miserably to manage the task of ensuring that the economy is on a sound footing. And yet, he should be given additional responsibility as president. Again, well, Felix, let me come in at this point. Felix, let me come in at this point. The argument sure. is, if you do an assessment of both candidates, you put out Mahama on two occasions, and Maumia, even as vice president, defeated your candidate. Now we're going to the 2024 elections, and you brought forth the same candidate. Uh, That's the all, argument. Which election, which election did Maumia appear on the ballot paper for the MPP, for which reason? He defeated Mahama. Nothing of the sort has happened. He defies logic with the greatest intention. He has not cheated. He has not cheated in any election. Number two, the mere loss of an election in Ghana is no reason why one cannot win elections again. In fact, President Kufu uh, lost elections in 1996. Yes, he won the 2000 election. President Mills lost the 2000 election, lost the 2004 election, and won the 2008 election. President Akufuado lost the 2008 election, even as the candidate of the incumbent party. He lost in 2012 and won in 2016. So, Dr. Bamiya has never featured in any election as a candidate. He has played second fiddle to Akufuado for 16 years. But when he came into government, he was given specific responsibility to manage the economy. And he has still, there's no dispute about it. In fact, President Mahama who Bamiya is going to contest, uh, Dr. Bamiya is going to contest with, has been head of the economic management team before. So if Ghanaians go to the polls and they want to see who can manage this country, especially at a time 
when the economy is the most important subject that is going to define the 2024 election, they will look at whose record is better. And if you use every indicator, even the virtual analysis, if you check your own living conditions, your pocket, the cost of living, and how you are able to provide, you'll see that President Obama performed far better in his role as vice president ahead of the government. Then Dr. Obama has done. And there's no dispute that any rational, sane member of the electorate going to make a decision on who can best manage the affairs of this country will see on the basis of the fact, objective fact and evidence that the president Obama is better. Now, I notice a certain ethnocentricity and religious politics being played by, by the Bahamian camp. It appears to me that the Bahamian camp would have us believe that his only utility for the MPP in this election is where he comes from. Also, you see a certain effort to transmogrify him from a Muslim into a Christian. It appears that he is not confident in his own skin as a Muslim, so that he concerns on his own skin and merit. He wants mm. to appear like a Christian in order to appeal to the Christian community. That is completely unnecessary. Look, whether Christians or Muslims, when people go to the post, where the candidate comes from or what religion he subscribes to is completely immaterial. Whether the candidate comes from mass or people, the most important thing, especially when both candidates have had a record in government, is who okay. can best manage the affairs of the country, especially at a time when the economy is the dominant factor. And it is not the So I don't see how Dr. Baramia, with okay. all the budget that he carries, from his very terrible performance at head of the government, you can't convince anybody. In fact, uh, my brother Sami says that in the oh, country, at this point, I have to come in. Um, I, I can see you're fired up, ready to give us more. But then let's bring in Samuel Kwa at this point. You've heard Felix. You've heard the argument he's making. How do you plan to work things out? Well, thank you. I now understand why Felix was unable to collate his party's results in 2016. Because the analysis that he's making, if you don't take care, not just... Not, just because it is jaundiced, but it's, it's, there's a bit of hypocrisy in the argument that he's making. And um, first of all, let me start from the point that he said, one, the fact that you have no, you have you have lost an election before doesn't mean you cannot win again, when he asked him on the Mahama side. Then again, he also tells you that Baumia, um, looking at the, the, the votes that he garnered, will not make it possible for him to even win the general elections. If you take our party's history, and if you look at the votes that any aspirant gunning to be president and leader of our party and potential president of our country, Baumia is the first who has garnered in excess of 62% at the first attempt. Now, going forward, he also talks about the fact that he believes that the NPP is trying to make a fetish about where he hails from. That hasn't been it. But then in 2016, Felix's boss, President Dramani Mahama in the northern region did indicate that if Baumia wants to, if the NPP wants the, the people of northern extraction to vote for them, then they should bring a north back. So what happened to that um, um, argument? So if you are telling me today that we shouldn't make us a fetish where the person is hailing from, you are the first who even said that the people of the north should not even consider Baumia in any arrangement because the NPP will never give him the chance. We have demonstrated beyond reasonable measure that this is a party for all. And not only have we demonstrated that the NPP is a party that 
raises people from all tribes, from all faith. But Baumia for us selling his unique qualities, not because we want him to transmogrify from a Muslim to a Christian, but his ability to even appeal to the Christian community has been huge. This is a vice president who on record has even facilitated the construction, the building of schools belonging to churches and supporting hospitals belonging to churches, foundations belonging to leper society, his empathy, his love for people, his modesty and humility. Now on the job side, somebody who has been four times, multiple times running mate, two times vice president, not president, his contribution to our economy, to our digitalization agenda. At least he stands for something. Felix, you okay. tell me, one major intervention championed by President Mahama when he was vice president. But he will tell you that vice president Mahama at that time performed even better than Dr. Baumia as vice president. Okay, you guys, I'm not too sure. I'm not too sure of the initiatives you, you recall that vice president Mahama mm -hmm. at that time championed that you can at least pinpoint. But okay. it's fair that okay. the NDC is coming hard at the MPP's candidate. Mm -hmm. And we are ready for a, a grilling contest in 2024. Okay, thank you so much, Sonia Wukwiza, his campaign coordinator for Dr. Baumia's camp. And we also have Felix Wukwiza join us here, who is aide of John Dramani Mahama. While still on the MPP's presidential elections, Dr. Mahmoud Baumia won all constituencies in the OT region. He has a wrap of events in that part of the country by Peter Senov. The November 4th Delegates Congress to elect a flag bearer to lead the MPP into the 2024 general elections ended successfully in the OT region. There was heavy security presence in the Nkwanta South municipality because of communal clashes between some ethnic groups in the area in the past week. Nonetheless, everything went on peacefully. In the Akan constituency, the police did not leave security to chance. The voting tent was alleged to have been compromised by some unknown individuals who installed CCTV camera in the canopy. This was removed by the police before voting commenced. The regional secretary for the opposition NDC, Gabriel Lembwe, wished the party well, but also said the party dreaded Kennedy Ajapon winning the race for the MPP. Uh, we want to wish our colleagues on the other side of the, the divide, on the MPP, the very best. We want to have a very peaceful, especially within the OT region. But we of the NDC on the quiet have been praying that a certain particular candidate wins the primaries, and it makes it quite simple for us. Um, I thought we'll wait till after the celebration, but seriously, we want uh, Dr. Baumia to win the, the elections. It, it makes it simpler for us in the NDC to do a map for map, issue for issue analysis. But I'm a politician. We've been on the ground and it looks like most of the youth and most of the people are, hey, Kennedy, and they realize that if Kennedy Ajapong, Honorable Kennedy Ajapong, sorry, uh, gets the nod, we'll have a bigger task to win to the 24. Herbert Krapa, the Deputy Minister for Energy, was at the center for Dr. Mahomodou Baumia. He expressed satisfaction about the process and also disclaimed NDC's assertion that if Dr. Baumia wins the race, it would make election 2024 easier for the NDC. Everything has gone very smoothly. The people have bought into our message. They've told us um, unequivocally that they, they believe that he's the man who represents that hope. 
to wrestle power for us in 2024. It's not an easy election. The reason we can't ballot with it, the reason we can't gamble, it's an election in which we will be hoping to break the eight. And if you if you can do that, if we can do that as a party, the new patriotic party would have to put our best foot forward. What do you think about that? That you're going into a contest with someone and they're deciding they they themselves have in the comfort of their rooms choosing who they think they want to come and 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 and, and play contest with them. Well, there were a lot of jubilation and celebration in Dr. Baumia's strongholds. Party sympathizers in the Upper West region believe he will need the NPP to win the 2024 general elections. Out of a total of 6,275 delegates, that took part in the election in the Upper West Region. Majority of them, comprising of 1,017, were stationed here at the World Technical Institute. Two polling stations were created to ease congestion. The close to 6,000 uniform and plainclothes police personnel were deployed to ensure that nothing untoward happened. Voting went on peacefully and no irregularity was recorded except one instance where the one municipal electoral officer, Ben Alagulu, has raised his voice on the agent of Kenida Japan for allegedly trying to interfere in the process. I'm saying when they are here to cast their votes, they are communicating with them verbally, directly, influencing them, vote in this particular manner, vote in this particular manner. We are hungry, we are this, we are that. Oh, we are okay, those kind of stuff which will not augur well for her, this particular exercise. So they came and complained to me. So they have to take action and warn them that they are here only to observe. They shouldn't communicate with the, the delegates. The delegates have formed their opinion already. The agent quickly rebutted the claim of the EC electoral officer. One of the delegates asked me a question, a harmless question, as to whether he can vote in any of these those of the boxes that are standing. I said, oh, you can vote in any of them. Because there are ink there. You can use any of them. That was it. So I don't really know what causes the confusion or what he was talking about. People creating confusion outside there. So I don't really know. Defeated flag bearer aspirants Dr. Wuse Friakoto says there are serious disciplinary issues within the party that must be fixed. A new patriotic party has spoken with a huge voice that we've chosen Dr. Baumiak to lead us into the election next year. Um, I've already called him to congratulate him okay. uh, on that and uh, told him we'll be meeting at the stadium for the formalities. Mm. But uh, finally, we are drawing a line under a very major historic event for the party, which is choosing our leader for the coming years. Will you, say that the, the, will you say that the process has been free and fair and that you have no reservation? Well, I think so. I mean, so far, my agents around the country haven't reported anything negative. And my own checks going around some of the polling centers here in Accra had shown that the system had worked very well and that it's worked very smoothly. And therefore, the outcome should be acceptable to all. But looking at how far you've come so far in terms of the votes you've managed to Ghana, 
disappointing for you? Obviously, I mean, you go into a contest to win. So if you don't win, it's a disappointment. Uh, but I really uh, appreciate um, the electorate, the delegates who stood by me and voted for me. I really appreciate it. Mm -hmm. It means that my message went down well with them. And, um, but the party has decided. Mm -hmm. It means that other messages were more preferable to them. And therefore, we, have, we all have to come together as one unity to fight the NDC come next year. You, 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 you represented the people of Kwadaso for eight years, yet the results didn't go your way. That constituency, for example, how disappointing are you right now with the result that came from the Kwadaso in well, the Santa region? Yes, the Kwadaso is general. All the 276 constituencies, we, 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 did, we, we had a good fight. And we thought that our message was powerful enough. Mm. But from the results, that was in the case. And Kwanasu is one of the 276. So we accept the result and uh, we respect the decision of the NPP for the new leadership. And we'll do everything possible to make sure that it's a very successful leadership. So the, what we have seen, and in fact, if I should take you back to Joy News, uh, Kennedy Yapom currently at 29,192, representing 40.2%. Uh, Dr. Baumia, 42,509, representing 58.63%. Clearly, it looks like a divided delegates. What now happens to the party in terms of building unity ahead of the 2024, which is quite crucial for the sustenance of the party? The results that you are reading off your, your camera is really a third of what is to come. But it's a very strong um, indication of what will come eventually. Mm. So uh, for me, uh, we don't expect any miracle mm. from here on. I mean, it's just a confirmation of what we are seeing earlier on, and we have to accept that. Yeah, and that's also 2024 is just around the corner, and the party clearly needs to put its best foot forward in terms of maintaining, maintaining power and ultimately break the eight. I spoke to you in this room through occasions, extensive interview. One of your main concern was that the unity had become an issue in the party. There's, there appears to be no discipline in the party, and we were hoping that the delegates will let you to instill discipline and then move the, reform the party to move it to the point where the ordinary member becomes, you know, have that ownership right. Now that you are unable to make it, how are you going to help the party move forward? Oh, definitely. I mean, everybody in the party accepts that there's something wrong with the party. From the party, the chairman of the Council of Elders, who we met um, a few days ago, everybody accepts that we are not in a good place. Mm. And that, agenda, that uh, issue is something that I am going to help the new leader to achieve, to bring discipline into this party so that we can extend our mandate uh, from the people of Ghana come December 7, 2024. Mm. There's no doubt about that. Whether I'm the leader or I'm not the leader is something that we need to do something about. And I'll make my contribution to ensure that things are straightened out in our party. You're watching Johnny's room. We're taking a quick breather. When we return, we'll tell you about the exorbitant cost of breast cancer treatment in the country and how it has taken a toll on effective diagnosis and treatment. Do stay.
one of our daily lucky winners. Dial star nine four six hash to play now. Or you can also play online at www.gameparkgames.com. Game Park is regulated by the National Lottery Authority. The 2023 Ecobank Joy News Habitat Fair is more than an exhibition. It's the gateway to your dream home. Don't miss this chance to make informed decisions about every aspect of your living space. Join us at the Accra International Conference Center from Thursday, November 23rd to Sunday, November 26th, 2023. This year, we are diving into the theme of home ownership, exploring the nuances between affordability, comfort, and luxury. We are bringing everything housing under one roof just for you. See you there. The Ecobank Joy News Habitat Fair is in partnership with Ecobank, the Pan-African Bank, and powered by the Plant City Extension Project from Citizen Habitats, Rent to Own, and sponsored by Elegant Homes and General Constructions Limited, where quality meets value. Global Lighting, your solution to quality lighting. Syntex Tank, Air Strong, Air Tough, Springfield Estates, where dreams are built, virtual security, complete security solution, DBS, your roof experts, virtual InfoSec Africa, security solutions by design, St. Gobain, making the world a better plan, Clifton Homes, beautiful homes, wise investments, the Kissington Heights, Airport City, Kumasi, by HDG Homes Limited. Your favorite TV game show, Step Up, is back with another amazing season. This time, we are stepping up with Syntex Tank. Step up with Syntex Tank. We'll see contestants answer questions of your choice and win over 6,000 Ghana CDs cash prize weekly and other products from our sponsors. This season, viewers at home should watch out for the Syntex Tank question of the week. Be the first to answer correctly via WhatsApp or send SMS to 050-833-8888 and win incredible prizes. The person who answers most of the weekly questions correctly and fastest gets a 65-inch Samsung TV at the end of the season. Step up with Syntex Tan, showing on Joy Prime every Sunday, 7.30pm. Sponsored by Bell Eyes, MTN Momo, Angel Cola. Powered by Syntex Tan. Joy Prime, your ultimate experience. Thanks for staying with us. Now, the exorbitant cost of breast cancer treatment in the country 
is taking a toll on the effective diagnosis of patients with the disease. As of 2017, the cost of advanced breast cancer treatment at some public health facilities was pegged at 87,000 Ghana cities. Head of the Oncology Department at the Confinity Teaching Hospital, Dr. Osei Bonsu, says due to the high cost of treatment, many breast cancer patients seek less costly treatment options that do not provide effective outcomes. He spoke to my colleague Emmanuel Brightquaker during a breast cancer awareness campaign at Kumasi. Long, winding queues of both young and aged women seeking free breast cancer screening. Many of them are having their breasts checked for the first time. Reports suggest breast cancer is now the leading cause of female mortality in Ghana, with the country recording 16,000 cases of the disease annually. Out of the number, experts indicate 50% of diagnosed cases result in death. This mainly stems from late reporting of the disease among relatively younger patients as compared to cases in developed nations. Dr. Bewa Osebunsu is the head of oncology department at the Konfanochi Teaching Hospital. Konfanochi last year alone, um, out of the 1158 patients that we diagnosed, 351, so there's about 30% of them were breast cancers. That's the new solid tumors, which were cancerous, that we diagnosed. 30% were all breasts. And out of this, about 50% of them came in an advanced stage. For which reason, you have to downstage by initially giving them chemotherapy, what we call neoadjuvant chemotherapy, before they can be operated on. So that's a challenge. Meanwhile, the high cost of breast cancer treatment is negatively affecting the diagnosis of the disease. There are also challenges with the treatment. Um, in, course, in terms of the investigation, what we call the stage investigation that needs to be done, and the treatment itself. Um, often people are unable to pay for the cost of the stage investigation. So if you that happens, it means... A case that you might think is a state 2, probably is a state 3. In 2017, the cost of treating a locally advanced breast cancer at Confinity Hospital roughly was about 87,000 Ghana cities. I'm talking about 2017. So, you know what things are looking at now? So, it, it's really something in my heart that if these young guys, young ladies are taught how to examine their breasts, and they do it regularly. We put them in the early stages. In a bid to create more awareness on the disease, Queen Mothers at the Asantiman Traditional Council, students and health professionals throng the principal streets of Kumasi. Queen Mother of Asantimampon, Nana Ejakuma Difi II, is charging other female monarchs to harness their roles to extend awareness. Most of the primary school mothers have courts. Let's use our court. Let's use the clout that we have. Let's use our podium to advocate for breast cancer screening because that's something we can do. As women, it's our responsibility or it's our rules of engagement. Aside from providing free screening and education, the full cost of treatment will be provided for 50 women diagnosed with the disease. Here is a team of the U.S.-based specialists from Global Access to Cancer Care Foundation. So 
what our goal is is to take away the stigmatism and the fear in going and get screened, right? And we want to make everyone aware, but we also don't want to make them afraid. We want them to feel that they can get treatment if they get diagnosed. So everybody today can get a free screening. And then the first women, um, the first 100, if they do get diagnosed, we want to offer them full treatment. For Joy News, my name is Emmanuel Brightsquicko. Salem Breast Cancer, the medical superintendent at Adansi North District, is calling on government to provide mammograms in hospitals in the Ashanti region to improve breast cancer screening. Dr. Abna Konedo Yelsen observed the lack of mammograms in health facilities are impeding breast cancer screening. Anglogoda Ashanti is offering some intervention through its mini clinic to minimize barriers to breast and cervical cancer in its catchment area. There's more in this report. According to the World Health Organization, female breast cancer became the most commonly diagnosed cancer type in the world. Female mortality in Ghana is on the rise due to late reporting of the disease. Health experts recommend availability of mammograms in all 16 regions in the country to improve cancer detection and screening. Dr. Abena Konedu Yelsen is medical superintendent at Adansi North District. So currently we don't have a mammogram and it's very important when it comes to breast cancer screening. It's expected that after age 40, a woman should have at least one mammogram every year. And um, if you look at in Ashanti region, there are some private institutions that have mammograms. Mofanoche has a mammogram. And Peace and Love um, Hospital also has a mammogram. But in Adansi North, we, don't, we have a newly open hospital. We don't have a mammogram yet. And we are hoping that we'll be able to get one so that we can serve people who need the service. A cancer survivor, Nana Nyantechua Amwako Asari, travels from the Ashanti region to Accra every year for her mammogram. She spent more than 2,800 cities for the annual mammogram. Nana recommends the government increase subsidies on the treatment of the disease. So I'm appealing to the government. I will first of all say we appreciate the fact that now it's all over the world. The government is spending a lot on education education, educating the youth and everybody on breast cancer. But my appeal is that he will make the mammogram available. It should come close to us. Now you aim to me saving life because you detect it and then the mammogram is there to help you live longer. The free mini clinic organized by Anglo Gold Ashanti is to promote frequent screening in its host communities. Emmanuel Bedu is senior manager, Community Relations Africa. Um, as part of our health interventions, um, we have scheduled quarterly health screening and what we call mini clinic, which is an opportunity to bring health care um, or health service delivery to the doorsteps of our communities. Um, we set up um, in one of our communities and we provide uh, health screening, um, free health screening to the people. Um, through the health screening, um, what diseases that, that are detected, which are primary health or primary health care in nature, as how the doctors would term it, uh, receive an immediate attention and then those that are not able to receive immediate attention are referred. For Joy News, Anita Sewa Ajogan reporting.
Well, 72 hours after the health minister ordered the immediate reopening of the outpatient department of the renal dialysis unit of Kolobu Teaching Hospital, Jaw News can confirm that the facility is yet to be opened. Sources at the hospital say some measures will have to be put in place first before the reopening can be done. A 4 million Ghana cities debt compelled the hospital to close its door to outpatients since May. The situation in Renal Patients Association says has led to the debt of 19 of its members. Well, on Thursday, there was a bipartisan call in Parliament for the facility to be opened. Here's Parliamentary Affairs correspondent Kweku Asante with more. A frantic appeal to the Kolebu Teaching Hospital to reopen the OPD of its renal unit to save lives. Already, the Renal Patients Association says a dozen of their colleagues have died following their inability to access healthcare services. According to Minority Spokesperson on Health, Kwabina Minta Kando, government must intervene to get the facility reopened immediately. Parliament as a whole should be deeply concerned about the persistent closure of the renal unit outpatient department at Kolebu Teaching Hospital. This situation has far-reaching implications for the well-being of dialysis patients in Ghana and raises serious questions about the commitment of government to transparency and accountability in our healthcare institutions. In the initial case of the facilities closure, was attributed to scarcity of essential medical consumables required for dialysis. When dialysis medical consumables were finally procured, the service saw an unprecedented increase in fees from 380 Ghana cities to 765.42. The Minister of Health and the hospital administration must, as a matter of priority, address this situation. The denial of essential health care services is a severe violation of patients' rights and a breach of public trust. We implore the government to work diligently with the hospital to, rec- to rectify this situation and uphold its commitment to providing accessible and affordable health care service to all citizens. President of the Renal Patients Association, Kojo Bwafo, says authorities at the Kolobu Teaching Hospital should do the needful. Yes. It can happen to anybody. Now, kidding is no more whether you drink alcohol or you don't drink alcohol. It's, it can happen to anybody to come to this stage. So we are just begging them. We are pleading with them. They should consider us. They should do something about it. There's nothing. Like I said yesterday, when the news came, I was going for my lab report at Hollywood. I went there, I went through, and nobody doesn't want to talk. All that they hear that you're also waiting for instructions from above before they can do anything. The instructions they have there, they're supposed to do the ward cases and that of the emergency. If they don't have, they cannot do anything. They are just waiting for instructions from above. Maybe start with the OPD, then they will start. If there's no instruction, as I was even coming to this studio, yeah. I called a friend. He said, oh, stop, they've not had anything, so what are we doing? But what can we do? We can only appeal to the government that we are begging them. They should do something about it. And my brother, you see, if Kolibu is open today, that is not the end of the matter. The Kolibu CEO has made it clear that if they open it at the price of 380, we will need almost like 1 million Ghana cities to, su- to subsidize it all, to subsidize every it. month. So what are, all this yeah. have to come in. Even though we want a place to open so that we can start something, but all this will have to come in. So we are just begging them. They should open up the place to us. Mm-hmm. And we should have small, we should enjoy life small.
Well, that'll be all for Joe Newsroom. For more news, please log on to myjoeonline.com. My name is Faustina Safo. Up next is The Law with Samson Diste.